0: Let's go to the Truett Insurance and Bonding Hotline and talk to Susan Johnson. Hello, Susan. Are you with us this morning?
1: I am. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. Thank you.
0: Well, I tell you what, you're you're an early riser. Uh, (laughs) I saw your text. I think it was at 4:57 this morning. So uh, I I, I hope (laughs) you didn't get up just for us.
1: No, sir. That's an every morning um, opportunity. I get up to enjoy the morning. So. Uh, nature wakes me up. So here I am. So I'm glad to be here this morning. Thank you so much. Well,
0: this is great. Tell us a little bit. uh, You're the executive director of uh, Family Connection, Inc. So tell us a little bit about uh, what you guys do, and then we'll jump back in, okay?
1: Okay. Um, Family Connection, of course, is a 501c3. We are a nonprofit organization. We've been around since 1976. Uh, We began as a Shelby Youth Attention Lodge, which was a was a small house where we helped uh, young people that were in crisis, homeless youth, uh, runaway youth, youth that uh, had nowhere to go, uh, youth that uh, were having difficulties at home. So we began as a really small, um, uh, like I said, a home uh, for young people to come to because back then, believe it or not, there were no facilities, there was nothing for young people. So nobody knew what to do. So when they didn't have anywhere to, to put these young people or to help them through that, they locked them in jail with adults, which oh, was terrible. Wow. So thankfully, thankfully, there was a movement across our country and aid engine facilities uh, sprung up across the country. And we are uh, in Shelby County. We had some great <laughs> folks that were great leaders at that time and, and still do. Uh, but they said, hey, we've got to do something. And so they actually began uh, as we began as Shelby Youth Attention Lodge. Since then, we've grown. Uh, we have a, uh, a shelter, a youth shelter in Shelby County. We have a drop-in day shelter and street outreach program in the city of Birmingham, and we do uh, multiple programs in the school system to help homeless and runaway and young people who are in crisis.
2: Wow, that's fantastic! So, uh, hey, what's what's the age range of the children that you tend to, to minister or uh, provide your services to?
1: Okay. At the youth shelter, it's young people ages 12 to 17, and that's our alabaster overnight shelter. Our drop-in center uh, and street outreach program in Birmingham is for 16 to 21-year-olds, and uh, then in the schools, it's for elementary and middle school young people.
2: Wow. That's fantastic range. So, I mean, what, what, what are the various services that you all provide? I mean, I'm, is, is, it, is it educational, or is it health and maintenance? I mean, what uh, or, or all of the above?
1: Well, all of the above, and it's based on the program. Of course, in our youth shelter, when a young person walks up to our doors, we take full responsibility and support for them. We provide food for them. We provide clothing, personal hygiene, all of those things. We help them develop an academic plan, whether that's in public school or an in-house program, or they work on the computers there, uh focusing on their GED. Uh, we try to get their parents in if they have family involved. Always our goal in the youth shelter is family reunification, if that's possible. So if we can get the families back and get them back talking and and reunite them some way, we focus on that. If it's not the immediate family, we look for relative resources that that young person could possibly go to. Um, If that's not an option. Then ultimately, we look at Job Corps or some kind of other longer-term uh, placement they can go to to get uh, have support and possibly a job or education opportunity. So that's in the in the in the youth shelter uh, at Project Hope at our drop-in center. It's just open during the daytime hours, but young people can walk into our doors uh, there, and they can. We have a case manager there, social worker, and she works with them to help them develop a plan. To leave the streets. Uh, we will take them to uh, get them medical appointments. We'll help them get picture identification. We have six different partner uh, employment opportunities that we work with in the city of Birmingham that will hire the young people that we serve. So if we can get them plugged into a job, get them some kind of income, we also partner with our continuum of care there to help them plug in and get some kind of housing um, support that they need so we we meet the holistic need of every child that comes through our doors whether that's at the youth shelter or downtown birmingham because they do have a lot of needs these are these are young children in big people bodies and but they have so many needs they need all the support uh that everybody would need except they're alone they're usually by themselves and so um there's a lot of needs there that we work toward meeting for that young person to get them stable so that they can become normal functioning you know members of society yeah well let let
0: me ask this i know there's not like one answer to this but uh how what i guess what do you see the most in this i mean is it uh you know families that have just run on some hard times or I mean, are the families already kind of you know disbanded, and the and the kids go their own way, or what? Where where do you see kind of a major emphasis? Well, I was telling Brock and mentioned it a little bit at the beginning of the show. You know, I was out of town uh, this past week out in LA, and uh, you know, you hear about all the homelessness, but I mean, you really see it uh, when you're out there. So, uh, what, what? I guess what's your experience with it, or what? What do you find? You know how are, how are these kids getting lost? I guess.
1: They, they get like, like you just mentioned, several of the ways you just mentioned, a uh, lot of times we see it's a single parent, uh, trying to raise, um, you know, several, a house full of children, a lot of times, or right. several children, and they financially cannot support the household, and a lot of times, unfortunately, if the child is younger, teenage years, and, and you know, sometimes teenagers are not the most easy, People sure. to deal with, so sometimes the single parent just throws their hands up and says, "No, I can't deal with you anymore. I can't support you anymore. I've got babies here. You need to get out of here. You got to go find somewhere else to live. You've got to, you've got to leave my home." Wow. That's what we see uh, uh, predominantly. Um, it's it's that they cannot the the parents can't support that young person anymore, and because they look older and they look. Like I said, like an adult, they they think they can be sufficient. Well, suddenly they're turned out to the streets. A lot of times they start out by going to a friend's home and living with that friend and sleeping on their couch and staying there. And then a lot of times the friend's parents say, look, I can't have you live here anymore. I can't support you. You're going to have to go. So once they, you know, they have uh, no more friend resources to go to. Unfortunately, they end up on the street. And that, that's such a critical time. That's why our street outreach team is out on the streets looking for homeless young people, because so quickly they can get involved and become uh, a victim of prostitution. They can get in prostitution rings. We hear a lot about sex trafficking. Mm. That is real. And that's what happens with these young people a lot of times, or even work trafficking. So it's a critical time for us to engage and find those young people and get them plugged into us, and then we can plug them into resources so they're not living on the streets and can become victims.
2: You're listening to Truett News Radio, and we are on the air with Susan Johnston, the Executive Director of Family Connection, Inc. And Susan, I've got to think that uh, in order to provide that kind of comprehensive care to that volume of people for that wide, a variety of age range, that uh, there's a lot of staff uh, and and, uh, and assets that are required. W- where do you get your staff from? I mean, and folks who are listening, uh, are there opportunities for them to volunteer or contribute to the cause?
1: Yes, sir. There are um, there there are a lot of needs. Uh, we do have staff, uh, uh, you know, but working in the nonprofit world, you know, it's the, we all wear a lot of hats.
2: Sure. We all do a
1: lot of different jobs. Um, You know, everybody, I've been so blessed all these years to have wonderful staff who are committed to, to what we do and, and they work a lot of hours and they do a lot of different jobs. So, uh, but we, we are always recruiting and asking for volunteer help um, in different ways. Um, A lot of times, the youth shelter volunteers. Since that, uh, that's a little more complicated to volunteer there. But we need all kind of one time volunteers. Sure. People who will do a can canned food drive for us, a personal hygiene drive, or if you're involved in a civic organization or or faith based community, you know, and you and you want to do something to help collecting items like so like I said, food, clothing, personal hygiene, cleaning supplies, paper products, all towels, washcloths. Um, the little individual soaps and shampoos and conditioners and things when you go to the hotel and or you stay at a hotel, right, get right. those for us. Give those us these those things, especially for our, our downtown program. We give a lot of those out when a young person comes in. When they leave, we always give them go packets sure. uh, uh, so that they can take some things with them if they need that every day. We put food items in there. We put personal hygiene, whatever their need is, we put those in there uh, for that young person to take. Uh, we need a lot of thing, things, uh, items in our youth shelter because we provide three meals, two snacks every day. Um, and like I said, our drop-in shelter. Uh, years ago, I read a book called The Same Kind of Difference as Me because a friend recommended it to to me. It was a great book, and it got me thinking the idea that um, we have uh, lots of crock pots at our drop in center in downtown Birmingham, and we plug those up every day. And so we ask people to volunteer hey, fix some frozen items, fix some items like a soup or chili or spaghetti or oh, hot yeah, dogs, yeah. you know, wieners, those kind of things, and then label them, date them for us. Bring them to us, drop them off, drop, bring them to me. I'll transport them to the drop-in center. And um, then we put them in the freezer. And every day we pull out those items, uh, you know, put them in the microwave, thaw and put them in the crock pot. So every time a young person walks into our drop-in center, they can get a hot meal. Yeah, and that's so that That's great. real important. I love that. It's so important that they always have access to a hot meal when they walk in. That's a great uh, idea. So, yes, we do need lots of things uh we we you know we need a lot of things to do the programs we do we have personnel and and volunteers that's all part of it our board we have a wonderful board they have we do several fundraisers search i'm sorry fundraisers throughout the year we have a golf tournament for homeless youth we partner with full moon barbecue um in pelham and alabaster and we port butts and turkeys at Christmas time. Oh, yeah. We have a heart of giving ornament sponsorship where you can sponsor young people in our youth shelter. Uh, and then we have a yard sale every year. It's kind of our, when people give us items, we can't, there's a lot of times we get items that we can't always use. Sure. And so we collect those and keep them. We put them in storage and then we have a big community yard sale. And pretty much that's part of our mission to, um, a lot of people depend on that, and we sell pretty much everything for a quarter. Okay,
0: uh, yeah. and
1: so it's a ministry back into the community for people who have blessed us and helped us.
0: Yeah, well, that's it Hey, we're uh, running out of time, so we got to move on. But uh, tell everybody like the website and how they can check out your organization and, and get involved.
1: Yes, sir. It is a uh, of course our website is familyconnection dash or hyphen whatever you want to call it for <laughs> incorporated.org so it's familyconnection-inc.org uh that's that's uh go to our website and my email is there our contact information is there uh we would love to hear from you guys and so anyway you can help us and support us we have 22 acres in alabaster so that acreage it uh, constantly we need volunteers to help us keep it up clean and updated and and brushes cut back and that kind of stuff but we we can use volunteers to help us do i can give you a job my husband says i can work people to death well you know <laughs> if you want to help jump in and volunteer i'd love to hear from you i'd love to plug you in there and be a part of what we do at family connection
0: oh we'll keep up the great work and thanks so much for coming yeah. on with us and uh, yeah. we're going to do what we can to help you get the word out <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Thanks, you. Great. Susan.
1: Thank you so much, sir right. Thank y'all so much.
2: Enjoy your weekend. Have a good day. See ya. Thank
1: you. Yeah. You too. Bye-bye.
2: Yeah, that's Susan Johnston, the Executive Director of Family Connection, Inc. You can reach them at www.familyconnection-inc.org.